welcome to the Farm Answers Podcast. The Farm Answers Podcast takes a deeper look at projects funded by the USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's Beginning Farm and Rancher Development Program and how they are reaching beginning farmers and ranchers. Go Farm Hawaii works to reduce Hawaii's dependence on imported food and increase the state's food sustainability by developing and supporting beginning farmers in their four-phase training program. Today on the Farm Answers podcast, we talk with Go Farm Hawaii's Janelle Yamamoto to learn more about their project. So Go Farm Hawaii is actually an extension program out of the University of Hawaii's College of Tropical Agriculture and Human Resources. Our program started um, with a USDA Alaska Native Native Hawaiian Serving Institutions grant back in 2003. And at that time, the initial purpose of our program was to supplement extension services by providing business support um, and technical assistance. And really that's what our focus was. We would do one-on-one business technical assistance for our local producers, and we would provide business education through workshops, uh, through support of other training programs in the state. And we still continue to offer that service today. Uh, But back in 2012, we added a beginning farmer training program in response to the need for more farmers, the need for more food security, and our aging farmer population. We were actually receiving inquiries from the public calling and saying, hey, I want to be a farmer, but I don't know how to farm. And there were not a lot of options for people who really wanted some practical uh, education at that point. So we rallied, uh, collaborated with a local community college and rallied in some potential funders uh, and educators and actually looked at other models throughout the country and came up with one of our own and named it Go Farm Hawaii. Now, Go Farm Hawaii provides knowledge, experience and support to these beginning farmers through a couple different programs. What can participants expect to learn in each level of your beginning farmer program? We developed this, you know, phased experiential program where individuals would need to be responsible for production, marketing, and sales on a small plot of land. They would learn production and business skills and be exposed to a network that could support them if they decided to move forward. So our program starts with a phase called Ag Curious. It's a two-hour virtual session that's designed to attract a broad group of those interested in farming. The staff introduces the state of the local agricultural industry, our mission and function, how we operate at GoFarm, and current and former students discuss their experience and answer questions. So In that phase, we really try to be clear about the demands of the program so people really come in with their eyes open. At the end of that session, participants are invited to apply to what we call the egg exposure phase. 
It's a five-week course with 40 hours of training, and students participate in virtual meetings and hear from a variety of agricultural leaders and farmers. Uh, They have multiple in-person working excursions to get exposed to the breadth and demands of farming, and they actually are in a classroom setting and learn how to develop a crop plan. So it's a way to show what's to come by getting people in a classroom setting and working on the land. And it's during this phase that many decide to kind of self-select out uh, because they realize it's not for them or they don't have the time commitment at this time. So, you know, it's for some people, it's the first time they've worked on the land and they realize like, this is hot. <laughs> it's hard work. Um, not what I had envisioned farming to be. So it's an interesting process because a lot of people, um, like I said, will self-select out at that point. Um, at the end of the ag exposure phase, participants are invited to apply to what we call the Ag Excel program. It's kind of the guts of the educational program. It's a 28-week science-based curriculum and field-based practicum. It has over 216 hours of organized instruction, but through the course, students learn the fundamentals and business skills associated with, you know, starting your own farm business. So each student will manage a 2,500 square foot plot and they're responsible for finding customers to whom they'll, for whom they'll produce and then distribute a seven week CSA. So the participants are responsible for the full crop cycle. They're prepping the land, they're planting, they're harvesting, they're processing uh, with a focus on commercial practices. They have weekly assigned readings and homework. Um, So they come to class on a weeknight, which is normally two to three hours. There's a guest speaker on a specific topic. And on the weekend, then they're applying what they learned in class on the weekend on the plot of land that they're managing. Um, We also have participants grow a communal crop so that they can learn how to grow larger scale production for wholesale distribution just so they get exposure to different types of markets. Uh, During this time, students are also getting their business classes. They're developing a business plan. They actually need to present a very, make a very short presentation about their business idea to a panel of staff and community leaders so that they can get some feedback and just practice that skill of pitching themselves. So during that whole time, we hear people are putting in maybe 480 hours in addition to the time they're spending in class. So it is a huge commitment. Um, once the students graduate from that Ag Excel program, some 
have their own land and start production there, but many actually need access to land. So we have land that the program manages and a phase called Ag Incubator. So this allows participants to start their independent farm businesses on land that we manage. And they start off with a small plot of land, but they can scale that up to one acre over a three-year period. And they have they pay a small minimal monthly fee, um, but they have access to shared equipment, cold storage, wash stations. So it's a really low risk opportunity to start a farm, and you know refine your production skills, hopefully build some capital, some markets, um, and your support network before you jump in on your own. And while they're in this egg incubator program, you know, they have access to coaching, both on the production and business side. We have check-ins, they have sales goals they need to meet because think we've learned over the years when we first started it's like here's some plot of land and then people start and they don't continue so it kind of turned into a community garden <laughs> at some point um, so now we really are high touch and make sure that it's used as intended and sales goals increase every six months we need and talk about the business plan um, so it's yeah it's it's kind of an intensive program for them. That does sound like a, a really intense program, but it sounds like you're you're preparing them well for entering the, the field of farming. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I hope we're giving them at least the basics they need to start. Um, there's no way they're going to learn everything they need to know and kind of jumping in there and doing, I think, is one of the best educators, but creating a network of people that they can come to for support. And we really try to encourage asking for support when you need it. Um, I think hopefully that'll give them, you know, the, the network and support and structure they need to move forward. Because sometimes, you know, it's, they come to class and every week we're saying, hey, okay, this week we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. And then it's like, here's your land. And they're like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do now? Because <laughs> no one's telling them, right? So it's an interesting process. Now, your programs are held on five different sites. We have five sites across four islands. So we have two operating on the island of Oahu, uh, one on the North Shore and one uh, in Waimanalo on the island of Oahu. We have one on Maui. We have one on Hawaii Island and we have one on Kauai. Now, back in August, there were some pretty big fires on Maui. Were, was your programming affected on that island? Our programming was not affected by that. Um, but of course, farmers on the island were affected for sure. On Maui, you know, we're in the process of actually moving locations. Our former location didn't have an incubator option. And many of the individuals who came through the program really 
felt that like that was the key to moving forward, having some access to land. So we've over the last several months been in the process of setting up a new location so that they would have or will have the option to incubate with us. So we actually weren't having programming at the time. Uh, We are starting that up in the next month or so. But really, the community needs people to grow more food. And so, you know, our focus is trying to educate so that people can do that and trying to support our farmers as much as we can. We were able to grow food from at our other sites and ship it over to donate to the community. So as much as we can, we'll continue to do that type of support for the community in general. That's really great that you have farmers in your program that are are willing to to donate their time and and help. Yeah, and we're lucky that you know we can while we're educating, we're also growing, right? So hopefully we can use some of that to support our community when they need it. We did um, a lot of that during COVID as well. Now I think you touched on it a little bit, but. How many participants after completing your program actually go on to start their own commercial farming operation or just become involved in production agriculture? Yeah, what we've seen on average is about 50% of those who come out of our program are actually starting their own business, either on the land they have access to or on our incubator land. So about 50% and about 20% are getting involved in the food system somehow, either working at a farm or working at support services for that. So normally it's about 70% that is taking their education and doing something with it. And a high percentage beyond that hope to do something At some point in time, they just can't make that leap right now. So hopefully we'll continue to track them and be able to support their success as well. Now, with such a large percentage of your participants going on and and doing something in agriculture, you've got to have many success stories. Is there one that you can share of a GoFarm alumni and what they're doing to help increase food security in Hawaii? Yeah, you know, I think the highlights of our program is, you know, when we can see the participants really reach their goals Um, And we have a young local resident who grew up in a rural community. She earned a degree in uh, chemical engineering in New York. It was always her passion to create a more sustainable world is what she says. But after learning about the significance of food access and nutrition, her desire to grow food really came to a forefront and she moved back to Oahu and took our course and graduated. Her partner, who she met in the program, has a background in IT and general contracting. So after they went through the program, they partnered up and started a business and have been operating on our 
incubator property for about three years at this point and have been very successful and is a model for many other startup farmers. They had been looking for land for several years. I mean, just even going around the community and like, hey, can we um, lease land from you? And they finally were able to secure some long-term land in the community she grew up in. So she really, really wanted to stay there. And it's hard to actually find land in that area. So she was she persevered and it totally worked out. So we're excited to see them scale and continue to be such a model for those entering farming as a career. That is so cool that she was able to come full circle and be back in the same community. That's really awesome. Yeah, for sure. So what is one piece of advice you have for someone considering participating in any level of the Go Farm Hawaii program? Yeah, you know, we need as a community more people to get into the food system. And there's many ways to be involved. You know, farming is one, but farmers do need a lot of support. So we need people to learn about how to support farmers as well. And I always say, you know, if someone's willing to dedicate their life to farming, they deserve the support. So how can we do that? So for those interested, you know, I would volunteer in the community. I would, you know, try to get into the program. I would say we're lucky in that we still see a large demand in most of our locations. It's a competitive process to get in. Some people apply two or three times before they get into the program. So we always say, you know, go get some experience. I think, you know, work for someone, go volunteer at other farms just to start shaping what you think your business model should or you want that to look like. It's so useful. So um, I encourage, you know, if you can do it, everyone can grow their own food at some scale. So I think there's a lot to be learned through any of the steps. So we really encourage people, if they have any inkling of interest, just come check it out. Now, on the flip side to that, do you have any advice for someone who might be looking to implement a similar program in their state or region? Yeah, I think, you know, I was reflecting on what we've done and what we've learned over the 20 years. I think, you know, we try to really understand the producers' needs and have that guide the work and the projects that we create and want to implement because they're always center. We review evaluations regularly and take feedback really seriously and are continually looking for ways to improve and create value. So we're constantly tweaking what we're doing for every cohort. I think having a great team is really important and investing in them and their skill set is 
really important because they need to be passionate also about their job. And that comes across to those participating. And I think building a network within the community and collaborating where possible is really important because we just can't do it all. Yeah, nobody can. Yeah. (laughs) It takes a village, that's for sure. For sure. Now, as we close out the episode, where can people go to find out more about your program? Yeah, they can visit our website. We're at www.gofarmhawaii.org. We are also on Instagram under Go Farm Hawaii and Facebook as well. So we post a lot about, you know, besides the phases, we also offer a lot of workshops and seminars that are just open to the public. So we post all of that on our Instagram mostly is what we use. So feel free to follow us. And if it makes sense, connect. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing more about your project. Oh, thank you so much, Megan. And, you know, we definitely appreciate the USDA and their funding and support of our program for so long. The BFRDP program has been great and we learned so much from the other programs as well. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Farm Answers Podcast. This episode was hosted by Megan Engel. To learn more about this USDA National Institute of Food and Agriculture's beginning farm and rancher development program project or other BFRDP projects, visit farmanswers.org. The Farm Answers Podcast and farmanswers.org are funded by the United States Department of Agriculture National Institute of Food and Agriculture and are a product of the Center for Farm Financial Management at the University of Minnesota.